You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Welcome. We're so glad you could join us for our third message in this brand new series, so fitting for the season we're in, and it's called Shift, shifting from what was to what will be, shifting our lives from what was to what will be. We are looking at four major points in how we shift our relationship with God, how we shift our prayer life, how we shift the way we worship, and how we rely on the Holy Spirit. I truly believe that God has allowed this season to happen for such a time as this, to allow us to shift from our ordinary way of living our normal lives. I don't want to go back to normal. If normal was the way it was, friends, I don't want to go back. And I believe that God's shifting us from that ordinary, normal way of life to something extraordinary, extraordinary and new. And it's crises and seasons and valleys like what we're going through that allows us to look to God, to trust him, and to start to shift the way that we live our lives. And honestly, as I've been preparing for this message this week, thank you, by the way, for allowing me to come into your home and through your device to speak to you from my heart to you, but more importantly, from God's heart and God's word to you. I believe this message is ripe for harvest and it is for you today. So whatever you need to do to peel away distractions and to focus in, I believe that what we're going to go through and discover today will change your life. And now before we can ever talk about shifting our prayer life from passive to purposeful and powerful, We need to take a step back and look at an area that impacts and drives the way we pray. So before we can even talk about how we pray and what we pray and how to shift that to be something more personal, purposeful, and powerful, we need to take a step back. And that's what we're going to do today. I want us to take a step back before we talk about prayer, and I want us to focus on how we think. What is your thought life like? How we think will determine how we pray. How we think will determine and drive how we view situations and circumstances and others. 
And so I want to read this passage to begin with. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. And I'm going to read through the New Living Translation. It says this, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty divine weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning, our thoughts, and to destroy false arguments. It goes on to say, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture, we capture the rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Don't be mistaken, friends. Just as this scripture has brought to life the fact that we are in a battle. I want to tell you, you are in a battle. We are at war. And it's not the coronavirus we're at war with. It's not others that we're at war with. We're not war in politics. We're not war at school. We're not in war with our worries and our anxieties and our daily circumstances. We are at war in our minds. Did you get that? We are in a battle, and the battlefield is your mind. And the enemy, the devil himself, wants to keep you, as we just read, to keep you from knowing God. From knowing God. The battle is real. And the battle is in your mind. Did you know that experts say that the average human being has from 15,000 to 50,000 thoughts a day. That, that is a lot of thinking, is it not? 15,000 thoughts to 50,000 thoughts. And if you have, if you have any uh, people living with you and kids living with you, you know that that's 50,000 plus thoughts each day. The Bible says that the devil, our enemy, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. He is seeking your mind and your thoughts because if he can keep you from thinking godly thoughts and things that we're supposed to think about, then he can keep us from knowing and growing in a relationship with God. That's exactly what he wants to do. He fights the battles in your mind to shape your thinking one lie at a time, one brick at a time. And we just read in scripture, it's called a stronghold, that we are given the power to destroy. Do you know what a stronghold is? In the, Greek, uh, in the Greek text, the word stronghold actually means a fortified military stronghold or a strong-walled fortress, something that cannot be easily 
tore down. But then we see that God has given us divine, mighty weapons. And that Greek word is dunamos. Kids, if you're listening, can you turn to your mom and dad right now and say dunamos? Say it, dunamos. You know what dunamos means? Explosive power. And that is where we get our English word dynamite. God has given us a spiritual weapon that is powerful and explosive in destroying the lies that the enemy tries to rob our thoughts with. The battle is real, and the battle is in your mind. You see, if the enemy can shape your thoughts and your thinking, then he can start to shape the way that you view life. He can start to shape the way that you react and respond and treat other people. Wow, that is powerful. So I want to leave you with this phrase that I just pray stays with you. I'm going to try to repeat it throughout our time together. It goes like this. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Let me say that again so it sets in. Your life right now is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. The battle is fought and won in the mind. Where's your thinking? How are you thinking? What? are your 15,000 to 50,000 thoughts per day like? And how do you control and choose what thoughts you're going to keep as your strongest thoughts and what you're going to throw away? You see, whenever you dwell on a thought, good or bad, your brain is redesigning itself around that thought. Did you know, and this is scientifically proven, by the way, that a single thought, a single thought can create a neurochemical reaction within your body. That is crazy. And what happens then is the more and more you dwell on that thought, the more and more you repeat and replay that thought. And that thought begins to copy itself and flow throughout your belief system, your identity system, the way that you think and process things, the way you view others, and more importantly, the way you view yourself. The way you see and perceive circumstances, it also impacts the way you react, respond, and behave. This is crazy. Did I mention that there is a real battle? And the battlefield is in your mind. And the enemy is doing whatever he can to keep your thoughts taking you down a negative pathway so that you would not know how good God is. That's crazy. So, Phil, are you really saying that if we can change the way we think, that it would really change my life? Absolutely. That's exactly 
what I'm saying. And I believe that God is allowing this unprecedented season for us to really hear the alarm that God is sounding, that that the pathway of our old thinking is leading us down a very dangerous pathway. This season definitely throws at us uh, problems. Let's be honest, there's challenges. There are problems right now going on because of this coronavirus pandemic. The enemy wants you to dwell on those problems and walk down the path of worry and fear and anxiety. But this season also brings tons of opportunities, opportunities to shift our lives in the right direction. And that right direction is God's direction. And so let me just ask you right now, what direction is your life going? And is it possible that God may want you to shift the way you see things, the way you think, and the way you live your life? Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Today, I want to encourage you and guide you to identify those strongest thoughts that are leading you down a dangerous, discouraging, deflating, doom and gloom, destructive pathway. And together, we are going to capture those old ways of thinking. We're going to capture them. And then we're going to demolish them with the truth. And in that, over time and with repetition, we will begin to develop a new way of thinking, a new pathway. And that new pathway is built on the truth of God, and it will always bring real life change. So let's stop right there. Let's do a thought audit right now. I want, I want you to do this. If you have somebody with you or maybe your family, I would love for you to discuss this. We are viewing this, uh, excuse me, we are streaming this live on Facebook as well. Go ahead right now and go to our Elevation Community Church Facebook page. And would you comment uh, with others and converse with others on this thought life or thought audit? So I want you to um, be honest. This may be difficult, but I think if we're honest, it's going to help us see where we're at and where God wants us to shift the way we think. Number one, it's the first category. On a scale from zero to 10, we are looking at, are you worried versus peaceful? Worried versus peaceful. Where are you on the scale? Now, again, I don't want to go into deep detail, but worry is not just a concern about your current circumstances or how things look. It's not just an everyday concern. Worry is something that begins to consume us. Worry is something that that takes that strongest thought place, and we begin to be consumed by it and impacted and influenced by that, that causes worry, fear, anxiety, and so on. And so that's where worry can be a problem. Worry, are you worried? Are you worried about the coronavirus? 
Are you worried about your finances? Are you worried about your job? Are you worried about where you're going to find work again? Are you worried about uh, your future or your health? Are you overwhelmed by all this online school and, and having kids at home and all the expectations and the responsibilities? Are you worried? Or are you leaning towards walking in the security of God's promises for you? And those promises of God ultimately bring peace. Are you casting your cares on God and allowing him to care for you, as uh, 1 Peter 5 says? Where are you on that scale? Be honest and go ahead and feel free to comment. Where are you on that scale? The second category is this, a negative mindset versus a positive mindset. A negative mindset versus a positive mindset. This could be fun if you're discussing right now, especially married couples. You may be polar opposites. You may be on the same page. I don't know. But where are you? Are you a cup half empty person or are you a cup half full person? Do you generally believe in the best of people or are you always looking to the negative of every? situation and everything that people says. Are you quickly uh, offended or do you usually give people the benefit of the doubt until you can figure out the facts? Do you have a mindset of seeing problems or do you have a mindset of seeing opportunities? Do you have a mindset of seeing this COVID-19 as a bust or let's say a blowout? Or do you see this season as possibly a blessing and a breakthrough? Does your mindset in lack cause you to be burdened with life? Or does it cause you to realize how blessed you are? When pain comes into your life, and we all have pain, but let's be honest, some people experience way more intense levels of pain than we ever will. But in our pain, do we see our lives as falling apart, crumbling down in our pain? Or do we view pain as possibly a launch pad for power? for God's power to be revealed and activated in our lives. Where are you on that scale? Just be honest. Where are you in your negative mindset versus your positive mindset? And the third category, and I would say the most important, is the worldly perspective versus the eternal perspective. The worldly perspective versus the eternal perspective. Are you more consumed with this life here and now? Are you more consumed with being liked by other people or getting more and more and more stuff, more success, more gain? I need more, 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 more. Consumed with the materialistic everyday life. Or are you looking to see what benefits God's kingdom? 
What can you do? Or are you thinking, what can I do with my life that is going to bless and benefit others and give glory to God? Where are you on that scale? Just be honest. In Matthew chapter 6, we see Jesus confronting a crowd of people, tons of people who are consumed with the everyday cares of life, worried about their jobs, worried about clothing and where their food's coming from, and they're under Roman rule, so they're not sure what's going to happen. Their life is just always shifting from one thing to the next, and they're worried. They're consumed about it. And Jesus says, stop. Consider the birds of the air. Consider the flowers in the field. Are they not clothed? Are are their needs not taken care of? And how much more does the Father in heaven who created you after his own image care for you and will take care of your needs? So seek first God. Seek first his kingdom and everything else will be taken care of. Let me ask you, is your mindset often seeking God first, or is seeking God a final resort, a desperate turn towards God? Is it seeking him first, or seeking God a final last resort? So what do we do with all this? How How do we apply this to our lives now? How do we shift our thinking from the old way of thinking to a brand new way of thinking that brings life change? I believe that the answer is found in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. It says, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts, and teach them to obey Christ. And so there's two things that stick out in this passage. We destroy every stronghold, and we take captive every thought. We destroy every fortified wall that the enemy builds in our lives and in our minds through his lies. And number two is we take every thought captive. This past week, on our Facebook Live Monday through Friday at noon. It's called Let the Light In. Uh, This week I uh, talked about Ephesians 6, which is all about the armor of God. It says put on all the armor of God so you can withstand the schemes of the devil. This is what this is about. The battle is real and the battle is in our mind. So we need to put on the whole armor. But did you realize that in all of the weapons and armor that God has given us, everyone except one is defensive. Have you thought about that? The shield of faith is defensive. The breastplate of righteousness and the shoes of the gospel and the helmet of salvation and the belt of truth, it's all defensive to guard against the arrows and the attacks of the enemy. But there is one weapon that is absolutely offensive, and that is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God is what God thinks about you. It's what God says about you. It is about who God is and whose you are because of God's 
love. That is amazing. And so with the remaining time we have left, I want to go to application and I want you to identify right now, identify the strongest thoughts that you have in your everyday life. What are the main strongest thoughts that you have been thinking about throughout these past couple days? Honestly, some of these strongest thoughts that build strongholds and walls around us in our minds are really all the way back, excuse me, really go all the way back to our childhood. That's why they're thick, fortified walls that are hard to break down. Maybe some of these thoughts for you are, I'll never be good enough. It's just, it's never enough. My best is never enough. I don't have what it takes to succeed. I guess I just need to embrace that everything I do is going to fail and not measure up. I've always been and always will be the victim. What has been done to me in the past will always keep me from the promises of God for my future. I'll never find the right person to marry. And maybe you are married and you think my marriage is just not going to work out. It's not gonna make it. It it can't work. Moms, maybe your strongest thought is, you know what, I'm just not the strongest mom. I'm not a good enough mom. I don't mother like a bunch of the other ladies from church do, and and those on Facebook. I'm just not a good mom. Dads, maybe you don't think you're the kind of dad that you have always dreamt of being and the one that you would want for your kids. You keep saying, I'm messing up. I don't do things right. The challenging part of all of these thoughts, these negative lies about yourself is that within the lie, there is a small measure of truth in each lie. The truth is, I'm not enough on my own. On my own, I'm not going to be successful. On my own, I am inadequate. I am unqualified. On my own, I can't live out this life that God has designed for me. You know, there is another person that can identify with that. And it is the same man that wrote Ephesians 6 when he says this in Romans 5. I don't understand the way I think, he says. The things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I hate, I end up doing. And he goes on to say, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? We need to understand the truth that on our own, we fall short every time. But the gift that God gives us is one that comes through his son, Jesus. And it leads us to eternal life and to strength. And it leads us to truth. And that truth, my friends, will set you free. And so we need to take every thought captive 
and we need to align it to the word of God, the sword of the spirit, and we need to demolish anything that is contrary to the truth about you. And so, friends, this day, this week, I want to encourage you to take every single thought. I know, 15,000 to 50,000 thoughts, that's a lot of work. But any thought that you begin to dwell on, I want you to take it, and I want you to hold it in front of you. Take it captive. You are in control, not the thought. And I want you to ask yourself, what does the word of God say about this? What does the word of God say about me in this thought? And if it is of God's word, his truth, use it, receive it to set you free. If it is a lie and it is contrary to God's word, demolish it, knock it down, and speak truth into your life. Romans 12 verse 2 says, don't be conformed by the old way of thinking, the worldly thinking, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Let the truth of God about you set you free in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Jesus, thank you so much that you have already won the battle at the cross of Calvary. The enemy is defeated, and we have victory in you. Jesus, thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. God, thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Thank you that we aren't condemned. When we are under Jesus Christ, we are not condemned. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. You have given us a sound mind, not of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus, for setting us free and winning the battle in our minds. We trust you. We look to you. And now help us shift the way we think to ways that are grounded in your word and your truth about us and allow us to shift into the life change that you have for us. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly impact Bible study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.